3: On the Texas A&M Sports Network. From Learfield. Live from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue on Harvey Road in College Station. Welcome to the Aggie Soccer Hour with Coach G. Brought to you by Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Visit Rudy's.com to find real Texas barbecue near you. And by Valero, presenting sponsor of the 12th man centennial. Now, the Aggie Soccer Hour with Coach G.
2: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Aggie Soccer Hour with Texas A&M Head Coach G. Guerrero. I'm David Ellis. Glad you're with us. If you're out and about, driving around, looking for a place to eat, let me me recommend Rudy's Barbecue to you. I mean, particularly, I mean, if if you're a barbecue lover, you know this is the place to go in Bryan College Station. And uh, they have got everything over there on the menu you could possibly want, including all kinds of brisket and uh, ribs, pork pork loin, you name it, all kinds of sandwiches, sausage, great sausage, as a matter of fact, and don't skimp on the banana pudding either, uh, just some good, good stuff over there, so uh, if you're out and about thinking about what are we going to do for dinner, come on over to Ruby's, Rudy's, and you can also have an opportunity to talk with uh, Texas a head coach, Gigareri as well as a couple of our soccer players who will join us uh, in about uh, 15 minutes or so, uh, Carlina Sample, along with Katie Smith, will be joining us here. Our Two of our captains, uh, center backs, and uh, they'll be here in just a second. The Aggies, of course, coming off a big week, started out on Wednesday. Uh, pretty much put it to Southern by a score of 5 to nothing here in College Station, and then traveled up to Oklahoma City first and then to Stillwater. And what is probably the longest bus ride I've ever been on? Somewhere about seven
4: hours, I think, gee. Uh, well, there, there's, there's been longer ones, but uh, – and it was at least with uh, with good company. And, you know, one of the differences I was – we were talking about a little bit about the bus ride today, um, that it's, it's nice that this team gets, gets along so well because it makes it to where the bus rides are, are enjoyable. The other thing that's changed over the years is, you know, in the past we'd be on these buses and we'd be pretty excited that we had, like, a TV. Right. But, um, but it was always like I, I never had control of what we were watching. So it was a variety of just different Disney musicals and, and cartoons and stuff like that. Or chick flicks that was, it was a, you know, endlessly chick flicks. Up, it was a chick down.
2: flick festival. And uh,
4: cool so now everybody has their own their own devices and we can, you know, it, it makes it that much that much easier to uh, kind of enjoy it yourself. But uh, you don't have quite the same uh, the, the ramped-up uh, energy of, of singing uh, princess songs on uh Yeah, something Disney. to be
2: said for that. And I finally <laughs> got feeling back in my uh, legs yesterday mid-afternoon, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, go. I'm good to go now. Uh, but the Aggies traveled up to uh, Stillwater and uh, won one tie with Oklahoma State. It seems like
4: it's... It felt like a loss. It did feel like a loss, and that the Yaggies it felt—it felt like a loss because we played so well. And in the first half, I mean, there was the the team was really putting together some great some great movement of the ball. They were passing the ball well, creating good opportunities. A great goal by um, by Miley Hayes from about you know thirty yards out that was bending away from the goalkeeper. Yeah, hit it with it, just kind of the outside of her right yeah, foot, and but, I mean it was well struck. And keeper really, the keeper didn't. The keeper was a little bit out of position, and I think she recognized that, and, and she, so she hit it, but hit side netting, going you know inside netting as, as it was bending away from her, and then you know, and we were kind of cruising, we were in control, and uh, you know, we've we've had a, a couple uh, what we refer to as brain farts that have been uh, have kind of stung us. You know, we gave up a goal with uh, a minute and a half to go against uh, against Florida State. We gave up a goal late in the first half against. Against UTEP, we gave up a goal, uh, you know, late in our preseason game against North Texas, and we gave up a goal here in the with three minutes to go, and uh, and, and still we're knocking on the door. Sh- shoulda, coulda, scored in uh, in overtime to, to win it, but yeah. didn't. And uh, you know, and we go out of there. You know, we go out of there. We're still on a, a five game unbeaten streak, but you know, you'd like that to be five Ws as as you kind right. of as we now move towards the start of the SEC season. And what was so tough about
2: it? You look at the stats. The Aggies had the edge in possession, uh, outshot Oklahoma State by a margin of twenty to nine, uh, and you know if you if you just cor- the Aggies had a had a, a margin uh, advantage in corner kicks as well. Put seven shots on frame to four for Oklahoma State. Again, had opportunities. Yep. And and uh, but then
4: also. But we, missed, but we missed those opportunities, and right. again, it's it's a little bit a little bit indicative of um, you know the inexperience that we have at, at this particular level, um, physicality. You know, we we start we have we start four four forwards in our lineup, and they're right. all freshmen, and right. so or they're they're the they're the kids yeah. that we're in towards the end of the match, and uh, you know they're they're being they're being manhandled just a little bit by uh, by some of these bigger, more physical teams. It, it's just a matter of they're their progression uh, and learning what the college game is, is about. They're playing against players. You know, they've always gone through their careers playing against kids, their own age. uh, And now they're playing against people four, maybe five years older than them. Right. And obviously much more mature and strong. And it's just takes a little bit of uh, getting used to it. And and like I, I told the players afterwards, you know, it really isn't so much physical because we've got good athletes. It's just, it's kind of between your ears that, these guys are gonna are gonna knock you around. and You just have to be ready for it. And you know, I think that's that's part of what this part of the season is is learning that because you're gonna run into some physical teams once we get into SEC play starting this weekend, and you're gonna get into teams that you know it, the margin of victory is so is so small that it's those little moments, it's those inches here and there that are going to uh, determine it. So you know, again, we 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 still we're on a good run right now, and uh, I still feel really good about the way that we're playing. Um, you know, we, we just need to go into Lexington on uh, on Friday and get a win. Yes,
2: and that's going to be a huge game coming up for Texas A&M. We'll talk a little bit more about that uh, toward the end of the show. But talk about physical. Uh, you, when you move into SEC play, uh, because now we've been in a conference long enough, we we have a history with everybody, you know. Right. Uh, people
4: People – Circle Texas A&M. We are, the, we are the favorites to win the league again. Right. And, uh, and, of course, we, it, when we come to town, it's usually the, the biggest crowd that they have or one yes. of the bigger crowds yes. that, they, that they're going to ever play in front of. Uh, because people want to see want to see our team play, and you know it's uh, the the team that we're playing against. The home team is amped up about it, so they they've got their folks there, and it just makes it to where uh, you, know, you have you have to go in, and you have to be sharp in the way that you attack these attack these games. And you know, again, I, I feel that today was a today was a good day in training. I, I'm I'm really confident in the way that we've been defending and the way that we've been going about things. It's just a matter now of just finishing off our our. Uh, Finishing off these games and, and taking care of business right, and that last that last 10 minutes or so and and finishing
2: off, I was really, really uh, impressed with uh, uh, Gessick and her play as well uh, you mentioned Miley Hayes, who I, I can't I mean she is a fun,
4: fun player to watch yeah she's a and she's a pain in the neck to play against too. i can imagine she plays so hard and you know she's so st- she's so strong for a little thing um you know her mother's her mother's hawaiian um you know so she's she's not the tallest of players in, right in the world but she is she is very very physically strong and she's and she has a gear an extra gear that i think people don't recognize as she gets away from people she's one of the faster people in the league so um you know great goal for her you know she's on a she's now a scored I think four goals in the last three games. Is that's, that right? I believe that's so correct. So that's that's the tear that you want your uh, you want your striker on as we uh, like I said as we go into some really really meaningful games because Kentucky game is obviously Friday. That's the start of the SEC season. But then on Sunday we have number nine ranked team in the country in Pepperdine coming into town who have already had some in, some great wins uh, on their resume. So that's a great opportunity for us to get a to get a pretty good scalp here at uh, at Ellis Field. Well and I I wanted to tell folks if you if you didn't get to see the
2: game on Sunday afternoon go to the SEC uh website and and look at uh the goal that was scored it'll, it'll be there in the highlights uh but I thought Miley Hayes did such a great job she flipped it over a player's head right and then ran, ran around her and brought it down, and brought it down before it hit
4: the ground, and then There's took a, f- a dribble and shot. There's a famous goal back from the 1958 World Cup where a, a young 17-year-old Pelé does the exact does the same thing, except he does it in the penalty area, brings it down, and then volleys volleys home the goal. But, right. But a little bit of a little bit of that in a little bit bigger space, and by our 18-year-old uh, Miley, who just turned 18 last week. So, again, I. would I'd, re- I'd recommend that
2: you go and see that because it's a, it's a spectacular uh, goal. But, uh, you know, when you talk about the training today, I mean, as a coach uh, with a young team, I mean, we forget we've got, we've got uh, a senior and a junior here on the show, but they're very much the exception. You're, you've got a boatload of freshmen and sophomores. Right. You're still young, young players. As coaches... When you have a team uh, that has high expectations, and deservedly so, and they, they tie a game on the road, and again, against a good team, yep. and most people... the team that we we played in the Sweet 16 last year. Yes, this is no slouch of a team. For 95% of the teams in the country, they're going to say, all right, good, that's, 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 a, we, that's a great result. That's a great result. And for Texas A&M, we've kind of feel, made it almost feel like a loss because it was late in the game. How do you, what do you talk to your team about? Uh, You know, you talked a little bit about, you know, it being sort of between the ears type thing, but to make sure that they maintain that confidence that they need and deserve to have.
4: Well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good feedback that comes from, really from the players going back and and being able to watch themselves uh, on video. Um, to kind of reinforce the fact that they're a really good team. I mean, they, right. they uh, you know, these high high end athletes tend to be incredibly hard on themselves and and very critical of themselves. And uh, some, a couple of the players were talking about today that you know they go back. You know, we asked, you know, how many of you go back and, and look at look at games within the the first twenty four hours after a match, and the majority of the team, you know, all raise their hands that that's what they're doing. And some of them were talking about how it was you know it, as a reinforcement to remind them you know oh wow i did that well i did this well i did that well and uh just the whole issue of you know reminding themselves it's one thing for us to say something but it's another thing for the, the actual players themselves to to recognize when things are going well you were look you were you you were you pointed out a little bit earlier um just yeah. you know you look at the progress uh, that the team has made again like i said we're unbeaten in our last 5 games and just the progress that we've been able to make just with this young team from the first game of the season against the number 1 team in the country where we completed maybe 287 passes something right. like
2: that so uh, j- j- just to give you some a- actual statistics in a game where against TCU we we uh passed the ball 350 times and hit 64% of them uh against Clemson 465 times and hit 75% of them so the progress was made and then it keeps going up and up and up until Oklahoma State we made six hundred and thirty
4: five passes and completed eighty one percent of right. them. so almost twice as many passes right. as we did against um, against TCU and again every time that we're we're stringing those balls together it I, I, it, it builds confidence it, 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 it's positive immediate reinforcement for uh, for what what we're talking about, that we are going to create these things. The thing that we'd like to do a little bit more of is we'd like to continue with that patience as we go forward so that we can shoot from a little bit closer. I mean, Miley, sure. Miley scored from, you know, almost 30 yards out uh, right. with the bomb that she had, you know, and it's great that she can hit that, you know, Taylor Pounds hit a, hit a shot from distance. We've had uh, um, Kate Colvin hit a shot from distance, but it'd be, but I think that we've, we can still build a little bit more and be able to play a little bit, a few more balls in like, like, um, Miley scored the other night against Southern where it was – we started possession, got the ball to um, uh, Micaiah, McDonald. Micaiah took off on a counterattack, hit a long diagonal ball to Mia Pante. Mia took it on stride and took it into the penalty area and then cut a ball back across right. the grain, and Miley just side, side-foots it in. I mean, those are – those are goals that we have the capability of scoring quite often, and if you ask, if you ask me, those are actually my favorite goals. Those, and those
2: are three. That was three freshmen you just named.
4: Correct, and that's that's yeah. what our attack is right now. So right. every game that they're playing with each other, they get more experience with each other. They right. get more experience in the in the uh, venues that that we're going to play in. And you know, we go to we go to uh, Kentucky to play in the Bell. It's a it's a it's a tough venue. It's a, it's a pretty quick field. It's a big field, and uh, it's something that uh, you know it, it will help us to build as we as we continue on with uh, our hope of defending our SEC championship all right we're going to uh, take a quick break we've got a couple of questions up here we're going to get to those
2: uh, here uh, but hang around
4: because we there's another question coming up uh, hey also before we leave if, yeah. I, if I can a quick shout out to uh, uh, my son today's uh, Connor Carrary's 17th birthday, so a happy birthday to Happy uh, birthday, to Connor. Connor, and yeah.
2: you cannot possibly be that old. I'd, <laughs> I'd, there's no way. I remember when you came to like my waist. Uh. <laughs> anyway, uh, happy birthday to Connor, uh, and we have got Carly Carlina Sample, Katie Smith coming up. This is one you look at. The, speaking of looking at statistics, this is one of the few times that they're actually not on the field uh, with the number of minutes they log. Uh, <laughs> it is absolutely amazing. We're going to have them come up there, two two of our captains, and we'll be talking. I've got all kinds of questions, ladies. I have been making notes and writing questions. So uh, we're gonna we'll uh, we'll get to them right after this break. You are listening to the Aggie Soccer Hour with Texas A&M head coach G. Guerreri. All righty, we are back. It's the Aggie Soccer Hour with Texas A&M head coach, G. Guerrero. I'm David Ellis, and uh, we are joined by two of our Aggie soccer players, two of our captains, as a matter of fact, senior center back Carlina Sample and junior center back uh, Katie Smith. And so, ladies, uh, first of all, I have, to, I have to tell you this, so, Carlina, because Katie volunteered you to do this, and we the first Let's see, two shows ago, Kate Colvin read this. uh, And was brilliant. And she was brilliant. (laughs) And then uh, Daria Britton last week read it. And she was brilliant. And she was brilliant. (laughs) So there's no pressure. There's no pressure here, but I just wanted to let you know. And so this is the, of course, we're talking about the Rudy's Barbecue Reader. So don't blow it. All right, (laughs) go. You're on.
1: Okay. Soccer and barbecue lovers know the perfect brisket needs the right wood. Rudy smokes all their meats using their delicious signature rubs and one hundred percent oak-fired pits. Get your real Texas barbecue fix today at Rudy's or on the web at rudy's.com.
4: There you go. Your wow. standard right there. Wow. Very good.
2: That was smooth. Very good. smooth. Very good. All right. You got a career in broadcasting. <laughs> okay, ladies. Uh, we were talking about this weekend. And the last week, I mean, we had a great win over uh, over Southern, and then we go up to uh, to uh, Oklahoma State to Stillwater, come away with a tie. And as Coach G and I were talking about, ninety five percent plus uh, teams in the country would be happy with that, but uh, I know y'all were not. Uh, tell me a little bit about, you know, how as captains, uh, what do you say to your teammates, uh, you know, after a game like that? We come again, we won. We're unbeaten in five straight games, so it's not like the world's come to an end. But, Carly, I'll start with you. Kind of, Do you talk to your teammates about this?
1: Yes. I actually said something right after the game, before we even left the field, and it broke out um, since we were just all in one spot. <clears throat> but um, I just reminded everyone, like, what our end goal was, and we're still growing and we're still developing, and we've been making progress since the first game we started, and we've grown since our – since um, having two losses in the beginning of the season to where we are now, um, but we still haven't reached that level of potential that we have yet. So I just reminded everybody to stay focused on the goals this week that we have in practice and to be intentional and to um, just, like, something's got to change because SEC is coming up and we can't keep having these ties come on, and that one hurt. And so um, just reminded everybody to keep their head up and um, to just focus on the next game and what we can do better.
2: Katie, what about you? I mean, uh, are you are you somebody who kind of talks to players as a group, or you talk to individual players? I mean, ha- I guess what I'm asking is, I mean, how do you lead?
5: Um, I think it goes both ways in that situation. Um, taking in what Carl said, I thought that was a great way to end um, the game. Was with that speech because we were all very disappointed, um, as we should be. But we have to understand that it is a long season, it's a marathon, we need to go win the next games and keep going. Um, But for me, I think it's per person basis a lot, Um, whether it's people asking questions or uh, what do you need from me or what do you see? I hear that a lot, like, what do you see? Because me and Carl do see the whole field. And so I think in that situation is more where I play a role.
4: Gee, you've got, Two outstanding players. Well, the, here. These are. I mean, this isn't just because we're here, but I mean, yeah, it, it's, these are the two best center backs in the SEC. Right. So exactly. The, the tandem that the the team that they are amongst themselves as far as shutting people down is you know is second to none. So, you know, I think when they speak with when they speak to the players, right, it's you know, it's we, we've talked about that if you're going to be captain for this team, you know, you've got to you have to be beyond reproach in the way that you go about. Your life and the way that you do things and these two are, are great examples of that i wanted to ask you to kind of touch on
2: it. these are two of your captains tell people about ha- how captains are selected
4: well you know there's different different teams do different things um you know so there's some places where it's just an edict from the coaches others others that are you know a complete democracy and it's you know it's a it's a popular vote by the players um ours is a, a bit of a blend of how things go you know we'll uh, we'll ask, you know, the team. You know, who who is it that, that you feel comfortable with if you were to pick, have captains? and We give each of the girls, you know, their their say in, in how things are going. But ultimately, it's it's up to me and it's up to it's up to the other the rest of the coaching staff because these guys, you know, we have a little bit of experience with this about what have been good captains, and uh, it, it's it is these guys are number one. They're the representatives of the team back to us. But there also are representatives on the field. They're the ones. These these are the two generals on the field. You've got yeah, because as you as you, you say, got MacArthur and Patton right here. Who were, who were, <laughs> with, who were, with, and as who you said, you can't
2: call time No, so so you, so, that so much of it goes through
4: these two. and, right. and then our third captain is, is Kendall Bates, and and the three of them as people, number one, are incredible people. But as players, you know, they're the te- their teammates love them i mean they they respect them and they uh, and they listen when when right. these guys talk and none of them are showboats you know but right. if when they talk the the team listens all right i've got some questions for you girls now that you now that we've talked about that you're going to let you're going to try to throw get them to throw people under the bus <laughs> <laughs>
3: yes
2: i mean if you can't throw people under the bus as a captain <laughs> i mean, I mean what's what's the point of being a captain <laughs> no i'm not going to ask you to do that well okay maybe a little bit but anyway all right so of all the all the games you've played who's the most katie who's the most difficult player that you've had to defend
5: like on other teams yeah uh-huh.
4: it, or, or it doesn't have to be on doesn't, have,
2: doesn't have to be on another team yeah mm-hmm. could be most people that you've played
4: at every day in practice yeah
5: um i can say collectively as a team i think north carolina was very hard to defend because uh-huh. a lot of them were tricky but then a lot of them like to run, so you didn't know which
2: Which you were going to get. Um,
5: I think on our team, I think Miley and Laney are really hard to defend because they're both super tricky and very quick. And so they beat you with one move, you're running.
2: Right. Uh, Carlina's going to ask you kind of the same question, a little bit different. When uh, at practice, okay, who's the hardest player on our team for you to, you know, to to play against, to practice against, who just wears you out?
1: Um, I was I would say Barb or Kate.
2: Kate Colvin. Yes. Okay. They both. How come? Why is? Why,
1: Kate is just nonstop. Like whether she's having a bad day or she's having a good day she is giving like 100% effort and she works very, very, very hard. And like she can just be unpredictable as well. Like she can just hit. She has a great shot. She makes you think and react quick. Right. Um, And Barbara, I say just because she's unpredictable. And as a defender, she's very annoying (laughs) and an an annoying offensive player. Right. Just because she can play anywhere. On the field and when she um has the ball it just sticks to her feet and she's just very smooth and fluid with the ball and i um i admire that by her and uh, yeah whenever they're on opposite teams i know it's going to be a challenge but it's always fun
2: so who's the most physical player on the a m team most physical player katie i want to say besides you
5: (laughs) (laughs) i want to say jai at least like Jai Four Sh- defenders. She's pretty physical. Um, Jai Smith? Yeah. yeah, but she gives all her effort. and so She is yeah, intense. And, yeah, yeah, she, she is, very, is yeah, <laughs> intense.
1: Yeah, that's a good word.
2: Okay. Yeah. What about, Carlina, what about you?
1: i said say Jai. Really? Kate is aggressive. Yeah,
2: Kate. Kate Coleman? Yes.
1: Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Those are, yeah. Okay. I, yeah, that's
2: interesting. All right. Okay. What's the most... Katie, what is the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you on the soccer, soccer field?
5: Um, actually, in the spring, Phil put it in um, film, too. So. Uh,
2: <laughs> it was memorialized in, in film, huh?
5: In my defense, there were three of us that did it in the same game, but we all just, like, fell in the same spot. But mine happened because I whiffed a ball. Uh-huh. And so Macy played a ball back to me, and I went to go play back to Carl, but somehow I just whiffed it, so the girl was like one v one with Carl, and I was easily the most embarrassing moment for me. But Carl, just, Carl worked out of <laughs> <a> it. <so. laughs>
2: what about you? What about you, Carly? Um, the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you on the soccer pitch?
1: I just fall a lot, and like practice too. I'm just clumsy. I don't know why, but I can just fall randomly just
2: snipers get you?
1: Yes. Like slow fall, fast fall, whatever I'm always on the ground I feel like. I'll just trip over my feet sometimes, but I will say that. I can't pinpoint one.
2: All right. You I just got gotta you.
1: come see practice. Alright. Just don't say it during the game. Okay.
2: Now it's, it's it's time to throw people under the bus. Okay? So who is who is the worst dancer on the team who thinks she's a good dancer? They <laughs> <I> can't answer. <laughs> Is it possibly because it's
1: Carlina? <laughs> David, <laughs> you know that's not true. <laughs> I
5: honestly don't know. You don't know?
3: Okay. I don't who? think
5: there's any great dancers. No, not any I great team. dancers.
2: <laughs> no. But and everybody thinks they're good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So who plays the worst music? Can you think of anybody? I'm trying to think of. I don't
5: know. When we walk in and music's playing, I'm like, who put that on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> to think. Who is nobody it? ever I missed? <laughs> yeah. Nobody will claim it? Yeah, nobody yeah. claims okay. it.
2: Okay, all right. History. So, uh, when you get ready for the game game coming up this weekend, huge, huge weekend, um, you talked a little bit about talking to your teammates and about, you know, there's, conference season is entirely. Uh, in front of us. Kind of what's the attitude of the team going into starting conference play? Carlina?
3: Um,
1: I think we're fired up for conference play. You think I so? Think because just coming off of um, this weekend and just we've been going, having some ups and downs and going up and it's just been a roller coaster. I think we're finally ready um, and excited to like get into um, these upcoming games where we can we're able to kind of showcase what we've been working on in practice and, like, show this anger of tying in the last five minutes and, um, you know, like not having a so hot start that we wanted um, and just, like, kind of channeling that into how we play. So I'm excited.
2: Katie, kind of fired up about conference play, too? Oh,
1: absolutely. I think we're excited because we
5: expect to win out of conference, um, we know we're capable of doing it these past couple games have been kind of frustrating giving up goals late and ending in a tie for the last one so we just we want to win so
2: we're tired of this (laughs) (laughs) well good i'm glad to hear that uh well you guys demonstrate once again why you're two leaders on the team and and uh Appreciate so much. I know you've got uh, a lot, a lot of things on your plate right now, and we appreciate you taking time to uh, come over here and chat with us. And best of luck the rest of the season. Thanks, ladies. Appreciate it, Carlyne Sample Thank you. and Katie Smith.
5: Thank you, guys. Thank you.
2: All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back with more. You're listening to the Aggie Soccer Hour with Texas A&M head coach Jigger All righty, we are back at Rudy's Barbecue on Harvey Road. If you're out and about trying to figure out what you're gonna have for dinner, well come on over to Ruby Ru- <laughs> Yeah, Easy for me to say. That's right. Uh, come on over to Rudy's Barbecue on Harvey Road. They have got the best barbecue in town. And uh, I promise they've got exactly what you want, whether it's turkey or Pork or brisket or sausage, you name it, it is just flat out good. Come on over to Rudy's Barbecue on Harvey Road. I was looking at the schedule of results last week uh, in the SEC. Some interesting games. Well, there, some,
4: there were some big games around the league. You know, again, we're, we're still. This was the last full weekend with uh with non-conference games and uh some good results some uh, surprise some eye, eyebrow uh, raising the results too uh you know Vanderbilt losing two games to or losing to uh you know middle Tennessee that was uh that was that was surprising um you know Auburn played really well uh, lost two to one at home to uh to Florida State but that's not you know that's not a bad result right. um you know knowing how good Florida State is uh Alabama took TCU to the to the wire, end up losing in overtime on a on an unfortunate error by their by their goalkeeper. Um, but there were there also have been some some really good results as some teams are rolling along. You know, you've got Tennessee right now who's seven and zero. They haven't given up a goal this season and are, are rolling. You've also got LSU, which are I believe seven and zero on the season. Yes, they are. You know, and they they just kind of keep uh, racking up the wins. So you know, some some really really good good games out there Clemson you know who we knocked off a couple weeks ago they uh they beat South Carolina two to one in uh in Clemson to I guess that's the Palmetto Cup or whatever whatever they call their competition but that's a a big rivalry a big big rivalry game for them and then the other team that we're going to play next uh Next Thursday is uh, Arkansas, and Arkansas coming off of a four nothing win and a six nothing win against a couple of mid majors. So, right, they're they're rolling again, and that'll be uh, obviously for people who want to circle a date on uh, on your calendar. Next Thursday will be a uh, will be a big one o- over at Ellis Field. But then, you know, even even out of out of the league, you know, there's there's some you know interesting results and some interesting games that happen. Some controversy uh, we were talking about up in Waco, right uh you want to describe what happened there
2: Baylor scored against Oregon against Oregon uh well apparently in Waco they use a different clock and and it and their games are 90 minutes and three seconds long uh I don't know why but I can't explain a lot of things about Waco but anyway and so uh the, I think they just st- started the clock
4: late. So Oregon on a was, free winning, kick. was winning, was yeah. winning two to one, two to one, and a girl was take a Baylor player was taken down in the box, right? And the referee calls a penalty kick, which stops the clock, right? And so stops the clock with two seconds remaining in the game. Yes. So she steps up to take the penalty, shoots. I think to her left, goalkeeper saves it, but doesn't catch it. Saves it. It bounces out, and then a Baylor player comes running in and smashes it into the goal. All in two seconds. Right. It's, yeah. uh, it sounded a little bit like the last three seconds of the uh, Russia USA basketball game right. from like nineteen. It could be the same time, timekeeper. You it, just it, don't it, know. It might have been it, it, East German. It, yeah, is what it, it was. Exactly. East German Baptist there in uh, in Waco either, is what, it, what not, it could I'm, have been. Who knows? Could it's it's entirely possible. But uh, so that was controversial. You had a, a late winner by. Um, by Penn State over over Virginia, which was a, a big top top ten uh, performance there and a, a really good win for uh, for Penn State. Penn State, who had lost to UCF uh, last week, UCF went into uh, came into SEC country and knocked off uh, pretty convincingly knocked off Ole Miss uh, right in uh, in Oxford. So there's a it, it's really. It, there's there's so many results going where one week a team does really well and the next week they get beat by somebody else. So exactly. It, it'll be interesting with when it comes time for you know NCAA tournament time because there's so there's such a mixed bag of of results out there.
2: One game that that I'm really interested in coming up this weekend and as a yeah, conference it's conference season opens is number 19 Tennessee as you mentioned uh, unbeaten and unscored, un- upon. unscored on on. Goes to Arkansas. Ooh, that is a big one. Yep. Uh, yep, that'll be real interesting to see how.
4: That's on. That's on Friday night. That's a right. seven. That's a seven p.m. kickoff for Friday night. So you probably be able to see that on uh, on the SEC Plus. Um, Mississippi State goes to LSU. Mississippi State's never an easy team to play. No, they're not. So that'll be a, a real challenge. Now, Florida Vanderbilt usually would be a good game, but Florida is just they're not very good right now no, and uh, they're, they're getting not. they're getting smashed by a lot of good teams i mean i think carolina beat them 7 nothing or 7-1 7-1, 7-1. Um, yeah I, I think they beat them 7-1 and didn't florida state beat them like 7 to 2 or something like that something around in there yeah so it was, uh, it was pretty pretty bad so the, that that game is is not quite as big as it has been georgia who uh, just a week ago knocked off clemson they go to auburn and auburn is is having a great season right now so that'll be an interesting way for those guys to start the season um and then of course you know you've got you've got ourselves in the big game against Kentucky in uh, in Lexington where we've we've usually done pretty well. We've had some from some really close games there and we've had some very dramatic games there all the way back to when we were in the Big 12. I think it was in 99 right. we played them in the NCAA tournament and uh, got a late goal uh on a penalty kick and then scored a late winner nikki thrasher from about 35 yards out to, to win it in overtime and and ever since then it's it's never been an easy place for us to go and play it's it's a nice field it's a good setup it's a great little stadium but it's uh it's a tough place to play
2: my favorite stadium to broadcast from is it yes they have an absolutely fantastic press box and a fantastic visitor radio booth my favorite stadium, absolutely. I mean, besides Ellis Field, that, I, you can't beat that because you're outside, you're out there among the crowd, and, and Thomas Dick is in the audience, wincing when you talk about. I know that's. But <laughs> see, but I'm on the other side of the stadium from where he is. I'm not in the. Uh, glorified I think he calls it the oven. The oven, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But uh, anyway, yeah. But it's a great, great press uh, press box. All right. We burned through too much time here, so we're going to talk about the Turnit Gold Game in both this segment and in the oh, next great. segment. Okay, uh, but we to start in on it, the Turnit Gold match is coming up on Sunday. It is a huge. First of all, it is a huge, huge game for Texas A and M as number nine Pepperdine comes in, but it is also a huge, huge match for Texas A and M. Why don't you talk about what? Tell tell people what the Turnit Gold so Foundation the, the, is. Turner Gold Foundation was founded in 2013. Its a nonprofit organization is dedicated exclusively to uh, f- uh, fighting for children who they no longer get to li- live their lives uh, the way you and I would because they have cancer, uh, childhood cancer, and so Turner Gold Foundation is all about accelerating the discovery of a cure for what is, in fact, the nation's number one childhood disease killer, uh, and so. And this money goes to the to the Gold Foundation, which is down in Houston. It goes to MD Anderson, where they do inc- lots of lots of big time programs and research, incredible uh, research. Uh, and it goes exclusively to support research to find a cure for uh, childhood cancer. And so Texas A and M has been involved in this. What maybe six, seven years? Somewhere along in there,
4: uh, since 2015, I believe.
2: Yeah, yeah. So uh, six years would be the seventh year coming up. One game per year uh, where the Aggies wear special uniforms. They're gold uniforms with the maroon uh, stripes. And so those are going to be auctioned off. Those actual uniforms are going to be auctioned off after the game. But there's – you can go to uh, 12thman.com slash turnitgold. There's all kinds of uh,
4: – yeah, like you said, the auction is live right yeah, now. Yeah, it's live so right you, now. So you can so go, in, you can go in there and start – Carlina Samples uniform if you want.
2: Yeah, exactly. So uh, – now they're after the game. They'll wash them, okay? Before, because uh, I, I can guarantee you, after being around these girls after a game, you don't you don't want that uniform. You want it washed and cleaned. but it will be. Uh, so uh, you can go on there, and they're going. We're also going to be selling soccer scarves, which are really cool. They're they're maroon and gold again, because of uh, that's sort of the official color for uh, childhood uh, cancer awareness. Cancer awareness. Those are going to be ten bucks each. Uh, and all of those proceeds, all of it, goes to the Gold Foundation. And that stays exclusively for research dedicated to finding a cure for these various childhood cancers. They're so,
4: saying that the, the number, so last, last yeah, week. Yeah, this is an amazing Last statistic. week, um, we, we talked about how, you know, at Kyle Field, we had 97,000 people. Right. Um, and approximately that number of kids every year pass away from some form of childhood cancer. And um, so if you can imagine the red, white, and blue, that was Kyle Field. And every one of those people never left the stadium because because they, they died, and died they were, from were they this. were all children. And they're and they all kids. Never and so, left the stadium. So people talk about why don't we do, you know, we don't, we don't do pink uniforms. We don't do breast cancer. Uh, it's not that we are in favor of, of any of these diseases, but uh, childhood uh, cancer research is the least Funded, it's hard to imagine is the least funded of the uh, of the causes out there, and so it's a special place for us. Right. A special place for our girls. They really, really, they they really adore this. And there's some some good some good promos out there that you'll see with Daria Britton and uh, Kendall Kendall Bates, who have really taken this under under their wing, and they they really they put a lot of time into this. And absolutely, and they've done a lot with the, the Turn of Gold people down in Houston over the years. So again,
2: go to com slash Turn it gold, 12thman.com slash turn it gold, and you can bid on these jerseys, uh, make a contribution, whatever you'd like to do, but it is such, such a worthy, worthy cause. All right, we're going to take another quick break, and we'll come back with a sprint to the finish right after this. It's the Aggie Soccer Hour with Texas A&M head coach, G. All righty, we are back. It's the Aggies Soccer Hour here at Rudy's Barbecue on Harvey Road. I'm David Ellis. Alongside is Texas A&M head coach G. Guerrero. And as we have mentioned, two huge games coming up. Uh, first on Friday night on the road at Kentucky. The Aggies open the SEC season here uh, in 2021 against the Kentucky Wildcats at the Bell in Lexington, Kentucky, and then come back and play on Sunday afternoon against Pepperdine, the Pepperdine Waves. I've never been clear if it's a singular wave or a it, plural it's, wave. It's it is. Okay. The Pe- Pepperdine Waves.
4: Uh, will it's, it's the it's the liquid waves, not the queen waves. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Which, and by the way, you
2: talk about beautiful soccer stadiums. When we were out there a well, couple years ago. It's not ago, a great soccer. No, it's not a great st- soccer stadium. But the setting, it is Yeah. It's a good ocean. You're looking <laughs> out. It is on a and cliff. Palm trees. On a cliff. In Malibu. In Malibu, up looking out on the Pacific Ocean.
4: It is Distraction City. It is, really is. It is what it is. It really it is. is uh, it is a beautiful place. The field, not so much. Not so much. The grandstand, not so much. The, but but, the, it, but the, it, it more than makes up for it with the blue skies and the and the pretty, and the pretty the, views. The only, the only <laughs> field on the West Coast that, that we've been to of
2: any sort where they have trouble growing grass. Y- you would think – i mean if you can't grow stuff in california you just can't grow anything well i mean I if they, they do grow it.
4: grass there's just about seven different varieties on on the field is yeah. is the thing it, it's, it's crazy it's, a, it's and, interesting including brown grass that looks a lot like dirt but anyway <laughs>
2: uh all right sorry so uh, let's
4: start let, let's a little bit of preview kentucky. let's start with kentucky so kentucky comes in into the game with a uh you know they are 4-0-1 at home which is uh, obviously where we're going to play them uh and they've got what I have refer to as a, kind of a big three. Uh, you've got Jordan Rhodes, who's first team all SEC forward. Great finisher, great goal scorer. Um, you know, she's not she's not six feet tall. She doesn't run a, a four-second 40, but she is really good in tight spaces. She's great at coming from blind spots to, to flash across, to get open on, on – uh, and she can score with her head, with her feet. She can do it on the run. And uh, you know she's already got you know five goals in in eight games. Then kind of the yin to that yang is uh, is Hannah Richardson, who's the who is a speedster, who you know can get in behind defenses and really really run. But she also you know if if people drop off her too much, they will you know she'll burn them. And she she scored a couple of goals already from outside twenty yards this year. And then uh, Marissa Bosco, who is a senior. Um, is kind of uh, their their playmaker there in the middle of the park who feeds these two uh, pretty well, and so amongst those three players, you've got 17 of the team's 21 goals. And right. So, you know, those are those are, you know, obviously important weapons for us to be able to deal with, but they don't give up many goals. And uh, like I said, they're undefeated at home, so it's a, it's a challenge to go in there and, and get a result from them. Yeah, their goalkeeper
2: who has logged like 97% of their minutes. Uh, has a zero point seven three goals yeah, Danish, against average.
4: Danish national team kick. Yeah, uh,
2: eight seventy two save percentage. So she's a pretty good, pretty good goalkeeper. And then, uh, again, we come back, uh, get in. And probably we won't be on a bus this time. No, we'll, we'll be flying. We'll be flying. Probably get back about midnight on Friday night, and then, uh, and then uh, have Saturday to kind of recover, and then Sunday afternoon play a pepperdine. And I, in a, and I hope it's ninety five degrees uh, for right. pepperdine. I'm just and, saying. And humid. And humid. Right. Absolutely. Uh, and this is a – Pepperdine is a good, good team. I was watching film of them today, and they are good. They have got –
4: You know, so they've already they, – they knocked off – they went to USC. Beat who them. Has, has been, uh, you know, an Elite 8, Sweet 16 type of team for the last three or four years, national champions just a few years ago. And they beat them 2 nothing They're in L.A. You know, they knocked off uh, San Diego State in San Diego – you know they've won, they've won games at riverside at lipscomb they beat uh, Vander, vanderbilt 4 vanderbilt. to 1 yeah. you know so they are they are really really on a on a great run right now and uh you know tim ward who's who's been their coach for for years and years really is a, i mean he's a, he's a nice guy number 1 but he's also you know he he has a, a really good way with with his players and his players they play with a, a real freedom to to their style they're a, they're a tough team you know they came in here um probably about eight years ago and not, I think it was in 2013 and right. knocked us off on a Sunday afternoon. Yes. Um, when they had, a, a uh, they had, a Williams up front as a, uh, right. who people, you know, didn't know who Williams was Lynn Williams until she started scoring goals for the United States national team at the Olympics. Right. Well, we knew who Lynn Williams yes, was. Yes, we did. Cause we were winning, we were winning one, nothing, ended up yeah. losing two to one because of Lynn Williams in the second half. And they've got, uh, uh, Gilfoy,
2: uh, Devin Guilfoy, who's only scored two goals, but she is a present. She's about 5'10", maybe 5'11", and uh, really good uh, up top
4: uh, and then also on set pieces there in the middle. Yeah, Joel Joel uh, Anderson, uh, five goals in eight games as well. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're, they, like us, have have 11 different players who have scored goals. Yeah. So they are they are very, very deep, and it, it should be. That game kicks off at 130. Right. That will be a super, super game for a super, super cause. Absolutely, and I want to remind you one more time before we get out of here.
2: Sunday afternoon, Coach G just told you, 130 against Pepperdine, number nine ranked team in the country, and uh, it is the turn it gold game. You can bid on jerseys, you can uh, donate money, you can uh, buy scarves for $10 each, and all of that money goes to benefit the Turnit Gold Foundation, a nonprofit organization that helps fund research for uh, the number one childhood disease killer, and that is uh, juvenile cancer. So uh, you can't find a better cause. Texas A&M has been involved with this now. This is the seventh year. For uh, Texas A&M soccer to be involved in it, it is a cause that is very near and dear to the uh, Texas A&M soccer team. I can tell you that. Again, 12thman.com, turn it gold, and go and uh, bid on one of these jerseys that they're going to be wearing on Sunday. Uh, they'll get washed, and then you can pick it up. Uh, and again, you're not going to you're not going to find a better cause. So uh, And that gets underway at 1.30 uh, on Sunday afternoon. Well, thanks for coming out tonight. Thanks for listening on the radio. Uh, I want to remind you this copyrighted broadcast is an exclusive presentation of Learfield IMG College under broadcasting rights granted by Texas A&M University. Reuse of this presentation is prohibited without the express written consent of Texas A&M University and Learfield IMG College. Announcers are provided by Learfield IMG College and Texas A&M University. For G. Guerrero, I'm David Ellis. Gigum. Thanks, everybody.
3: Live from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue on Harvey Road in College Station. You've been listening to the Aggie Soccer Hour with Coach G. Brought to you by Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Visit Rudy's.com to find real Texas barbecue near you. And by Valero, presenting sponsor of the 12th Man Centennial. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Texas A&M Sports Network.